Привет! С вами Self-Care Focus, проект, который помогает приобретать знания и заботиться о себе. И я, Наталья Далазари. Перед сном вы слушаете историю на английском, изучаете язык и засыпаете. Вы уже просмотрели карточки со словами, теперь пришло время закрыть глаза и расслабиться. На этой неделе мы начинаем знакомство с повестью Антуана де Сент-Экзюпери «Маленький принц». Вы будете поочередно слушать ее главы и узнавать новые слова из карточек. Наше путешествие начнется с небольшого вступления, в котором мы на двух языках расскажем об авторе и его принце. За 44 года своей жизни Сент-Экзюпери, точнее Антуан-Мари-Жан-Батист Рожер до Сент-Экзюпери, он из аристократической семьи, добился внушительных успехов сразу на нескольких поприщах. Он был писателем, журналистом, военным летчиком и автором научно-технических изобретений. Его повесть «Маленький принц» – одна из самых переводимых в мире книг. Уступает она только некоторым религиозным произведениям, в первую очередь, конечно, Библии. Эта философско-лирическая сказка во многом автобиографична, и, как любая хорошая сказка, по мере взросления читателя открывает ему новые, порой неожиданные грани. Поэтому перечитывать ее полезно. Повесть написана по-французски, но впервые увидела свет в английском переводе, который вы сейчас услышите. This week we are starting to follow The Little Prince, a novella by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. You will listen to its chapters one by one and learn new words and phrases from the flashcards. Our journey begins with a short introduction that shares a few facts about the author and his prince. Over the 44 years of his life, Saint-Exupéry, or Antoine-Marie-Jean-Baptiste Roger, the name that will allow to accurately reflect his noble background, accomplished outstanding success in various spheres. He was a prominent writer, a journalist, a military aviator and an engineering inventor. His novella The Little Prince is one of the most translated books in the world. It is second to only some religious works, the Bible being at the top of the list. This philosophical, lyrical tale is largely autobiographical. As any good fairy tale, it opens new, often unexpected meaning to its readers as they grow up. This is why rereading it is highly recommended. The story is written in French, but it was first published in English. The text that you're about to hear. The Little Prince 
by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry to Leon Worth I ask the indulgence of the children who may read this book for dedicating it to a grown-up. I have a serious reason. He is the best friend I have in the world. I have another reason. This grown-up understands everything, even books about children. I have a third reason. He lives in France, where he's hungry and cold. He needs cheering up. If all these reasons are not enough, I will dedicate the book to the child from whom this grown-up grew. All grown-ups were once children, although few of them remember it. And so I correct my dedication to Leon Worth when he was a little boy. Chapter 1 Once, when I was six years old, I saw a magnificent picture in a book called True Stories from Nature about the primeval forest. It was a picture of a boa constrictor in the act of swallowing an animal. Here is a copy of the drawing. In the book it said, boa constrictors swallow their prey whole without chewing it. After that they're not able to move and they sleep through the six months that they need it for digestion. I pondered deeply then over the adventures of the jungle. And after some work with a coloured pencil, I succeeded in making my first drawing. My drawing number one. It looked like this. I showed my masterpiece to the grown-ups and asked them whether the drawing frightened them. But they answered, Frighten? Why should anyone be frightened by a hat? My drawing was not a picture of a hat. It was a picture of a boa constrictor digesting an elephant. But since the grown-ups were not able to understand it, I made another drawing. I drew the inside of the boa constrictor so that the grown-ups could see it clearly. They always need to have things explained. My drawing number two looked like this. The grown-up's response, this time, was to advise me to lay aside my drawings of boa constrictors, whether from the inside or the outside, and devote myself instead to geography, history, arithmetic and grammar. That is why, at the age of six, I gave up what might have been a magnificent career as a painter. I had been disheartened by the failure of my drawing number one and my drawing number two. 
Grown-ups never understand anything by themselves and it is tiresome for children to be always and forever explaining things to them. So then I chose another profession and learned to pilot airplanes. I have flown a little over all parts of the world and it is true that geography has been very useful to me. At a glance I can distinguish China from Arizona. If one gets lost in the night, such knowledge is valuable. In the course of this life, I have had a great many encounters with a great many people who have been concerned with matters of consequence. I have lived a great deal among grown-ups. I have seen them intimately, close at hand, and that hasn't much improved my opinion of them. Whenever I met one of them who seemed to me at all clear-sighted, I tried the experiment of showing him my drawing number one, which I have always kept. I would try to find out so if this was a person of true understanding. But whoever it was, he or she would always say, that is a hat. Then I would never talk to that person about boa constrictors or primeval forests or stars. I would bring myself down to his level. I would talk to him about bridge and golf and politics and neckties. And the grown-up would be greatly pleased to have met such a sensible man.